This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinion expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at gunnageek.com and get ready because geekiness starts in 3, 2, 1. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Well, not so long ago. In fact, it's now. And this is filmed live in front of a YouTube audience. And even though we wish we were Jedis, we're actually just a bunch of nerds with some webcams and microphones. Every week, you get to witness the shenanigans of Chris. ATGN, bringing people together on the internet since 2012. Naki. So you're saying the balls are stuck to the roof of your mouth? There are balls stuck to the roof of my mouth right now. <laughs> and the Atahai. And this does include such a wonderful line as, I can't wait to pound that dick. As they are joined each week with a guest host. Raging erection. <laughs> Yeah, MMOs are like a lifestyle. I'm... I'm happy. <laughs> Whether you're going up against the uh, the armies of the English cavalry or you're playing a board game with your girlfriend, a raging erection will definitely throw someone off their game. Making the supergroup known as all things good and nerdy. Welcome to our madness. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 70. That's right, the big 7-0 of all things good and nerdy. Recorded live on August 18th, 2013. And to celebrate that, you have just the two of us today. You've got myself, Chris, and joining me today, we've got Naki. Hi. So I didn't overrun your intro. Check that shit out. The miracles do happen. That is what I'm learning here. They happen indeed. I don't know. I've got Uh-oh. nothing. That- I'm that sleepy. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, we can just say it was yeah. a miracle. That that makes it sound like we've got luck on our side or something like that. I'm okay with this. I, I figured. I was hoping so. But as you can tell, everyone watching live, it's a smaller group today. Don't worry. We'll be back and better than ever here in the near future. But schedules get mixed. Not next week. <laughs> yeah, next week. I don't have to host it. I'm doing my happy dance about it. I mean, hey. I don't have to edit either. Yeah, It'll be glorious. I hate you so much. It's been like 20 episodes since I have had to edit. <laughs> I hate you so much. Yes, next week Chris will not be joining us, and we um, will try to figure out how to. Well, if, make if it makes an you interesting show. Feel any better? I have to go host a panel at the West Virginia Pop Culture Con on podcasting, so I don't get the weekend off. Really, I have to go talk about podcasting. You should totally live stream us in. It'll be great. It's a good plan. Yeah, no. We'll get you banned from the con. Well, that's not going to happen. Best plan ever. Best plan ever. You can't get me banned from a con. i got to spend a ton of money on original artwork. Yeah, that's a good plan. Way too much. It's an investment, I swear. Yes, an investment for... (laughs) Or it just looks pretty on my walls. As I look back into our chat room now, I was a little late getting into it. Uh, Steven has said, waiting for my sexy Sunday to begin. There's my sexy people. He's obviously not watching the same podcast we're producing. Uh, who's sexy? Uh, Is it because I, I have Ryan Reynolds behind me? You can't see Ryan Reynolds right now, though. I got I got Robert Downey oh. Jr. behind me. Maybe I that's what he's talking on screen, about. But you can't, I mean, you can kind of see Batman on screen right here. And then I got... Uh, here, we'll, we'll do this. There you go. There's your sexy Ryan Reynolds. Mm, and for those that aren't familiar with the show, Naki broadcasts in front of a giant Green Lantern poster that we have razzed her about for probably 68 episodes. At least. At least eight I mean, episodes. We're at 70, so there's probably been a couple times where we didn't razz you about her. You weren't there. But I was going to say, I haven't been on for every episode. Yeah, but just because you weren't there doesn't mean we wouldn't have made fun of your Green Lantern poster, though, in hindsight. Aww. Jerks. <laughs> Make fun of me even when I'm not there. Oops, you almost got a tit shot there. We kid because Wait. we care. We kid because. Wait, we if care. I give, if I give a tit shot, maybe we'll get up more in viewers. Can we make an animated GIF of it? Boobies, boobies. <laughs> I lost my train of thought now because the thought of making an animated GIF made me laugh inside, and then I lost. <laughs> Well, Stephen was watching Blurred Lines Unrated, which that is all about the boobies. That sounds like a porno. 
it really is. It's pretty close to a porno. I mean, if if you watch the unrated version of the song Blurred Lines, it's basically just chicks walking around naked and Robin Thicke singing to them about how he likes them naughty. Maybe I'm just getting old. I have no idea who this Robin Thicke person is. It's Alan Thicke's son. Really? I was thinking it was Alan Thicke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's his son. He was on How I so Met Your Mother not... a while back, so that's the only reason the name was in my head. You know, it's his son. And his son is um into the naked ladies, which is good. Everybody likes naked ladies. Most people do. You can't say everyone, because not everyone does. Everyone has their own tastes. That's true. But, you know... Sometimes people like the naked ladies. That's true. That is true. I happen to enjoy them myself. Just saying. Just saying. I don't mind I don't mind the naked ladies. It does not bother me. That's why I go to burlesque shows. See there you go. And we're on our very random tangents this morning, guys. That's it's okay. What, it's what happens when you've got oh, we can have like Chris and Naki in the morning with coffee mugs and stuff, just like Troy and Abed. <laughs> I'm really. I'm, I'm actually like debating that this would be a great idea. I'm totally okay <laughs> with this. <laughs> I'm down. Can I have wine in my mug instead, though? Mug wine is acceptable. Hooray! I don't drink coffee, and I don't really drink wine. But I'd rather have mine mug wine. Wine mug what? <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> Chris and Naki in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> best plan ever. <laughs> well, instead of rambling aimlessly through everything, how about we roll in and we talk about our news of the week. News team, assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. And Nucky, you're going to go first, because as the host with only one other person, I get to make that call. Damn. Alright, so io9 put up a story this week which basically made me shit my pants, but not really because that's gross. But um, it was, uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a tremendous fear of robots. Um, this, I, I think, was instilled into me by watching Terminator as a young, young, young child. And, um, yeah, I, uh,. I really, really hate robots. Like I, yeah. So, anyways, why are you this, be hating, Lucky? Uh, why are you be hating? Ah, uh, stop that! Stop it! Put it away! Put it away! There's put some really away. out of context there. For those that are listening to the audio podcast, it's just a robot I put on my screen share. Don't start. It's lost in dirty. space, robot. Danger! 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 danger. Robinson. Sorry. I can't believe I just did that. Anyways, so I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw this uh, in the chat room for Steven since he's joining us today. Um, uh, Basically, IO9 put out a a video of a robot comedian who does a stand-up routine and is reacting to the audience the whole time. That's pretty cool. Okay, Wally. Wally is kind of an acceptable robot, mainly because I don't think he's trying to kill me. Um, not Not yet. He will though. Um, but basically, this robot comedian is taking one of my jobs, and that's bullshit, um, because he's funnier than me. I think that's bullshit. Um, well, you'll have to record your stand-up so that we can compare them, and then we'll do an official, you know. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. We, we can, can compare do... me to the robot. You just said the robot was funnier than you. I'm trying to help and say yeah, maybe I, it's not. I appreciate it. Thanks, I think. You think? Oh, that's a solid... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't watched the, the comedy that the robot does because I was bad and didn't look at the show notes until like 10 minutes before the show started. So I think it, that's both of us were awesome like that. Is it full of lols? It, it's, it's for, okay, you have to think of it as this way. It's, it's full of like computer jokes mm-hmm. because it's a robot. Um, but it's, you know, for something that is not alive, it's pretty damn interesting to watch. Um, I do believe that this will be the robot that takes over the human race and eats all of our souls. Um, <laughs> that would assume that we have a soul. That's true. Um, let's go with our hearts then. Um, I don't have most one of, of those ha- either. Those- well, you kind of need one to function. I'm, meaning- I'm not meaning your, your um, 
brain heart. I'm meaning your heart that makes the blood in your system. I'm a machine the physical now. heart. I'm more machine than you are, which it's is funny cheap. considering uh, I'm terrified of them, but I maybe, actually have more cyborg parts than most humans. Maybe it's because you're gradually turning into a robot. There's some kind of maybe psychological I'm, distinction we could make here. Uh, I'm, you're going to be a self-hating robot one day? Is that what you're saying? Yes. I, um, oh, shit. I can't even think of what I was going to say. Anyways, so when the when when we finally become completely robotic, I'm gonna hate myself. Is what I'm gonna say. Um, but anyways, back to the uh, comedian. Uh, it was really interesting. Um, that what it was it was done for a research of uh, Queen Mary's Cognitive Science Research Group. Um, his name is Robo Thespian, by the way. Because That's kind cool. Completely creepy. Um, one of the students, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name, but I think it, the last name is Katavas, uh, goes on to say, or says that we use computer vision and audio processing software to detect response of each audience member simultaneously, something human comics cannot do. The machine used this information to determine who to look at and which gestures to use. Creepy as fuck. Anyways, uh, he goes on to say... <laughs> We still have to analyze the performance, but it's clear already that it, even relatively small changes in the timing of delivery make a big difference to audience response. Okay, again, creepy as fuck. <laughs> but from a technology standpoint, it's really kind of cool. I mean, they, they took what they had, like Chuck E. Cheese when I was a kid growing up, where they had like robotic band things telling the same repeated jokes, and they made those things tell different jokes that read the crowd. That's really kind of cool. It, it is. It's really cool in a technology sense. Mm -hmm. um, from a person who is terrified of Terminator standpoint, we're going to die. It's one step That's, closer to Skynet. Oh my god, Skynet's supposed to be active now. The, the better question is what other applications are there to this ability to read people like that, that they could use it for? I mean, you could totally have a robot therapist. I mean, think of it that way. Yeah, but the same. Secrets to a robot. I don't know how good a robot would be at therapy, though, because humans well, make differences, and if, it's not it all just. If it could read your body language, though, if it could read your body language, and if you can teach it psychology and uh, going through the different, like different types of psychology, I'm not meaning like someone for of abnormal psych. I'm meaning things like just people who need to vent on a regular basis. Type That's what things. Twitter's for. I mean, yes, haven't Twitter you seen is... all the haters on Twitter? Yeah, Twitter's great for when I want to say something stupid. But, I mean, I say a lot of stupid shit on Twitter. Actually, I haven't been on Twitter that much these days. Neither have I. Maybe I'm, I'm on a Twitter break. I'm Twitter not on a Twitter break. I'm not on a Twitter break. I've just been really busy. So, um, not going to lie... I only kind of glanced at your third, at your lower third, and it looked like hater of eggs because it wasn't really. Open. I was I really like confused eggs. as to why don't you like eggs? What's the problem with eggs? Um, Stephen says that the answer is going to be a sex bot. I could see that. I guess robo hookers or whatever that read what the people like. It put the whorehouse oh, industry man. out of business. That is, and you know what? The sex industry is the only industry that will continue to thrive. Let's not take us out of that job. He says it oh, can God, read Steve. my every twitch and pleasure. It can, excuse me, it can read my every twitch and pleasure me to my full extent. The sex bot. So, uh, Stephen, no, 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 no. Stephen, you're you're putting a lot of people out of the work out of the workforce. Let's yeah, think of the economy. We we need to keep them employed. Let's not make the economy crash now. But at the same time, I'm not sure how prevalent hooker bots would be if those actually came out. Okay, uh, this is going to be a TMI information. As uh, some guys find out that I have a cybernetic spine, do you know how much they want to get in my pants? Come on. This is seriously a fetish out there. So th does your spine light up like a Cylons? Because that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. I haven't had sex with... A mirror behind me to find out. That's your homework. 
figure out if your spine lights up. <laughs> and let us know sometime in the future. <laughs> Alright. That is... It might be it might be a little while before that happens. Just like, it's you okay. Know. It, it's a long-term assignment, but this is really important for science. We have to know for if science, your spine lights up. For science. We, we need to find out if when I have sex, the LEDs in my spine will light up. Because when I when I got this new spine, I asked them for a GPS and for LEDs and for spinners, and I don't think I got any of these. Does it come with hydraulics? I don't know. I actually... No, because I can't jump any higher. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Shock absorbers and stuff, maybe? Right? Like, I feel like these would be totally things that I would use. You should have gotten them to build wings that fold out of the robotic spine. So you could have been, like, our game. I... I totally wanted that too. I actually asked for adamantium as well, but they, exist, they everybody looked at me like I was weird for even asking any of these things, and I think that this is totally stuff that anybody would ask for. They put them all in Wolverine's bones. I don't know. I'm Speak I'm surprised at the lack of nerdism around in my doctor's office. Yeah, seriously. Speaking of a uh, Wolverine, did you see the leaked X-Men Days of Future Past trailer when it was out? I didn't. Not around by the time I got home to be able to watch it, uh, it was gone. It was it was hella awesome. I enjoyed it much more than the Guardians trailer. And if I can find the clip, the best reason to go and see Guardians of the Galaxy, I'll share on screen with you all right now. Rocket Raccoon yeah. with a machine gun. Just on loop animated GIF. I put it all out on Twitter when I saw it, but it made me laugh. Um. There's actually a tweet that's going around that makes me laugh, um, where DC, I think it said, uh, DC complains that a, that a Wonder Woman movie would be too difficult to figure out. Marvel just puts out Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, the, the one that I saw, it, it's pretty much the same spirit, but it says DC slash Warner Brothers is all like, Wonder Woman's too confusing for a movie, and Marvel Disney is all like, here's a raccoon with a machine gun, have fun. <laughs> It's kind it's, of accurate. At the same time, <laughs> Guardians is. is a risk. Uh, I still have not much interest in Guardians, but I think that's because I haven't been able to read that comic successfully and enjoy it. See, I haven't like, read any of the old stuff, but I've been reading the new one that Bendis has been doing, and I've really enjoyed it. Well, are Perhaps you reading all the tie-ins with it now? Because Hunger is, no. has started, and Infinity started this week. Infinity's actually more of Avengers, but you know they're going to tie that in with Guardians. Avengers um, is Hickman, so it's back with that whole Celestials theme he's been doing since he took over the Avengers book, I've heard. It's on my... I picked yeah. it up at the store, I just haven't read it yet. I mean, Infinity looks okay. Uh, it, it ties in with the Avengers, but I can't get into that Avengers book. Like, it just hurts my brain. Hickman's um, really hit or miss for some people, because he has a very... I don't want to say different, but that's the only word I can come up with. Different kind of storytelling that a lot of other writers, and he really loves the long, convoluted cosmic tales. So if that's not your thing, then it's a hard sell for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't like the whole. I just started reading all new X Men too. Um, I'm, I'm digging the whole time travel thing, but I get, I don't always like it, and I feel like Avengers is kind of headed down that route too. But, I mean, we got Infinity started, we've got Hunger started, which is tying in with um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is all about Galactus, which actually Hunger is going to eliminate the Ultimate Universe, and that's how Ultimate Universe is going to become part of the 616. And I'm still against that, because I like the Ultimate Universe being the Ultimate Universe. But that's just me. Well, I'm very curious to see what they do when... How long it takes them to get rid of the Ultimate Universe, one. And number two, how much more powerful it makes Galactus when he basically consumes that and comes back to the 616. Because you know that's going to be one of the next mega events, is when Galactus returns. Which means it's probably Fantastic Four-centric, which has me intrigued. Well, at, because Marvel goes by events now and not actual stories. So does DC, um, though, The next event fair. is called Mark of the Atom. Yeah, X-Men 1. Mark of the Atom is, yeah, is an X-Men based. So, the thing is that um, Trent Thought had it. The thing that I'm kind of looking forward to with the elimination of the Ultimate Universe is if Miles is going to be the one to take out Doc Ock. That could be interesting. I, they've hinted at the fact that there's more coming with Miles and that he plays a role of some kind in the 616 because after Spider-Men, Peter Parker came back and looked up Miles Morales 
and all they show is just like this look of shock or whatnot on his face and never show us what it is. So it could be interesting, depending on how the Marvel Ultimates gets rolled in, whether Miles comes as his own individual person or takes over the body of the other Miles. I'm curious in the, uh, what they're hinting at. And to be honest, they have to get rid of the Ultimate Universe at this point. They fucked it up so much. With all, uh, starting with Ultimatum, have, basically, when they decide, oh, just kill everyone willy-nilly. The only good thing they, left they is have in that sense. They have in that sense. The thing is that I like about the Ultimate Universe is something that I complain about a lot is I have a really hard time selling Marvel books to new readers. Mm-hmm. And Ultimate, the Ultimate Universe, I can generally sell them that. Like, outside of, like, okay, so we give them, I give them Superior Spider-Man, Hawkeye, uh, Daredevil and Indestructible Hulk, generally. Um, although now Indestructible Hulk is being tied in. Um, I was giving him X-Men, but now X-Men is going to be tied in. So it makes it a little diff- the it, it makes it difficult because everything is like 12 books to read it. So with Ultimates, it was it was slightly less, and it was easier for me to be like, okay, here's the start of Miles Morales. Start here. You're gonna like him. Right. I mean, that's the that's the trend you're seeing in Marvel stuff recently, and it'll go away again at some point when it stops to work, is everything being tied into everything. I mean, you had the Avenging Spider-Man paired with Amazing Spider-Man. Now it's Superior Team Up with Superior Spider-Man, so they can have the two separate books per month. Eventually, people's interest will start to diminish in some of that stuff. It'll probably taper off. Just a guess. I mean... Well... The the superior team up right now is actually tied in with Scarlet Spider, so I'm actually kind of curious to see what they're going to do there because they're basically the same character at this. Yeah, but Scarlet Spider still has the claws that Peter got in the other somehow. Yeah, that's true. Which is interesting. I mean, they also have Superior Carnage, which yeah, I have I not read. Less about Carnage, I'm I'm over the I, symbiotes. I'm over it. <laughs> I, I like I like Venom. Venom has a good book going on right now, actually. I was reading Venom um, until about a year ago, and I just kind of got tired of it. It wasn't because it was bad. It just it didn't have my interest anymore. It it's it's not too bad right now. Um, it's it's still the same problem with Marvel, though. You know, where Marvel hooks you for a good six issues, and then you're bored. That's when they go to the next mega uh, event, though. <laughs> Yeah, and the Mar- between Marvel and DC doing these events constantly, I have zero interest in continuing on reading them. I, I mean, I still do because it's where I work, but I mean, uh, the thing that's going on with, in DC right now, it has a Trinity War. Um, the Trinity War, I read the tie-ins, mm-hmm. and then I started to read the actual Trinity War, and it was boring as shit to me. Like, I know some people are enjoying it. Um, I can't get into it. Uh, it had it started out with a really cool concept, and then I it couldn't just care less about me. the mega event there. I I fully admit I'm behind on stuff. The thing that's really kind of confusing me is that Batman Zero Year was going to be a one year thing only in the Batman books. Now they're doing Zero Year tie-ins with a bunch of other stuff. Like there's a Nightwing Zero Year issue. There's going to be a Batgirl Zero Year issue, or Year Zero or whatever the right terminology is. They're also doing a Green Arrow one. And I'm sitting here, I'm going. Take a contained story that's supposed to be one full year long arc and spread these other books so that you're actually. I haven't read this month's Nightwing, but a lot of people said it ends on a cliffhanger. So now you got to wait two months to get it because the next one's a flashback, zero year tie in. Well, I don't and know it, if I it, like it. The thing that bothers me with the zero year tie ins is they're not written by the people who are currently writing the books. Right. Gail Simone didn't write the zero year tie in, and I don't think Jeff Lemire wrote the Green Arrow one either. And I don't believe Kyle um, Higgins wrote the Nightwing one. No, so I mean that's the thing that it's like yeah okay I get it that that's a total it had nothing to do and I have been impressed with Zero Year we've got four issues well we got three issues in an annual um, and it's done nothing for me I've see just my been thing like, is uh, I haven't read any of it yet I said I was gonna wait for the first four or five issues before I started to read it so I had a a, a semi long arc to read through so that mm-hmm. I wasn't left wanting in that warp my perceptions, so after the next issue, I'll probably read through all of the Zero Year stuff, but I've heard a mixed bag on things, but I like a lot of Scott Snyder stuff, so I'm sure it'll be interesting. My feeling, my feeling on it is that it's Scott Snyder trying to be Frank Miller, and it feels really... I think they're I, just it, trying to do their own year one for the new 52, basically. Basically, but it's still, it feels like he's trying to write into Frank Miller's year one, 
that's the thing. I I just could not. I couldn't grasp it. Like it just something in it just bothers me. And I know that there's still like 13 more issues or whatever. I just I don't know if I'm gonna continue. Honestly. I just like the fact they gave Batman the purple gloves in his first appearance, like he had back in he, the day. That was awesome. Yeah, he does. I mean, he does get. There's some cool scenes to it. There's some cool um, aspects to it. But it's not enough that I'm compelled to read it. Um, Hawkeye. I still past issue seven, and it's not because I I really like Kate Bishop. I really like Pizza Dog, but there's nothing in there that's compelling me to keep reading. I've only gotten through seven issues on Hawkeye, and I enjoyed it, but I just haven't picked any more up because I haven't put them on sale in Comixology, I'll be honest. That's how I picked them up. They were doing a 99-cent sale <laughs> for the first volume, basically. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I've been on there way too much. But speaking of Batman I mean, news, that'll... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, since we were talking Batman, it kind of rolls in nicely to what I'd picked as my news of the week, which is also comic-related. It is uh, th- There was a lot of news that came out. Grant Morrison was on Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man on Batman, which I really enjoy. I haven't gotten to listen to this episode yet. But he gave a quote talking about Alan Moore's The Killing Joke. And I'll, I'll read the quote, and then we can talk about it. He goes, No one gets the end because Batman kills the Joker. That's why it's called The Killing Joke. The Joker tells the killing joke at the end, and Batman reaches out and breaks his neck. That's why the laughter stops and the light goes out, because that was the last chance at crossing that bridge. And Alan Moore wrote the ultimate Batman-Joker story because he finished it. So Grant Morrison's contention is that in the last page of The Killing Joke, Batman kills Joker. And for those that are watching the video podcast, I've got the picture up right now. You can see blood, it looks like, rolling down the pavement, which I never noticed before. I just thought it was a weird trick of the light. It's not... That's actually a really weird scan of it, because I have the book, like, right here, and the book is much darker, and you can tell that that's dirt. Like I think they like lightened it up in on this image off of io9. I'm not 100% sure, because it seems a lot brighter than I remember the killing joke being. I've got it upstairs. I should have just pulled it off the shelf, but... I it don't looks... Know. It, Go ahead. It, it's much darker. Um, it's That's really, really light, and it doesn't even look like the right colors. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know that I buy the fact that Batman killed the Joker, because number one, it's the typical excuse everyone's going to say: Batman doesn't kill; he has a distaste for it. Batman doesn't use guns, things like that. Of course, Grant Morrison's also the same one that made Batman use a gun to kill Darkseid. Neither here nor there. <laughs> unless I, you're I, in Flashpoint. Yeah, unless you're in Flash. Well, that's acceptable though, because that's not the Batman that we know. Flashpoint's awesome. I love the movie. Let's put it that The way. movie was great. <laughs> yeah. It made me go back and read the story again, and I enjoyed it a lot more the second time around. But yeah. Batman killing the Joker, I just don't buy it. It, it. That's always been the big thing, is Batman won't kill the Joker, because that's a line he won't cross, and the Joker keeps killing people. So the question is, do you step over that line and kill him to stop him? And that's what they address in Dark Knight Returns. The fact I thought it was interesting, at least. I think it's an interesting take. I just don't buy it. Well, I mean, it's Grant Morrison, and he has a history of drug, mass amusing, mass using drugs, sitting in his room and writing, and that's how his best work comes out. But I mean, it's it's an interesting idea. I like it. It made me think about it. I don't think that's how it ended. That's definitely how I think. Of, that's definitely not how I think of it, especially with uh, death in the family being so closely happening again so closely you know with Joker being back there and Barbara's in the wheelchair at that point you know yeah that that if the Joker does die yeah but well there's some interesting stuff in the comments here uh, that bring us some interesting arguments both for and against it and one uh, commenter by the name of Futurisk has said uh, nope just nope point number one that's not blood on the ground those are the reflected red lights of police cruisers which I hadn't thought of he also says that in the fourth frame, Joker's feet are still standing in place. If Batman had broken his neck, he would have collapsed. I don't know. I mean, I didn't think of it as breaking the neck when I looked at it again. I thought of it as choking out. That, that See, that seems more likely to me. It didn't... Yeah, I didn't think of it as, as him breaking the neck. I definitely thought of it as, as being choked out. If that was the case where Batman would have killed Joker, he would have it would have been a choke out. The the only thing that really okay. makes me think that maybe that was the case is you gotta remember 
and a lot of people forget this. Originally, this was supposed to be an Elseworlds tale, and then they wrapped it into continuity. So maybe, I don't know. I just don't see it. Oh, they did a job wrapping it into continuity. Sorry? I said they did a job of wrapping it into continuity. Mm-hmm. I suppose. I mean, it is, because Batgirl, because Barbara Gordon does still acknowledge it. She's like, I got shot, and I was paralyzed, but I got better. But it's not really in the continuity that it was in, I suppose. Well, nothing from the DC stuff is really in the continuity that it used to be. It's one of my biggest gripes I had is when I was at C2E2, all they talked about in the DC panel was the fact they were putting out this free issue for everyone that would tell you the essential books in the DC universe that everyone should read, but half of them weren't in continuity anymore because of the New 52. I, it took a lot of self-control for me not to raise my hand and be like, does this tell me what's in continuity now and what's not? Because if you're a new reader to New 52, why do you want to read a bunch of stuff that's out of continuity? It's just going to confuse Because people. it's just to enjoy the story at that point. I mean, I like regardless of if it's in continuity or not. I just like stories. I do too, but I don't know. That, that was the big thing they were selling, is this thing that tells you everything you should read and how it's great for the New 52, and I was like, eh half the stuff doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> doesn't make it not a good story, but it doesn't really make it essential reading for New 52 readers either. Or I'm just cynical, one of the two. Probably mostly cynical. Well, I was going to say, you're pretty cynical. Um, I mean, we I go through those these phases where I'm just done reading comics because it just gets frustrating. And see, that's um, where I am right now. I've been reading a lot less stuff. I learned just a few things once a week. I have my, my essentials that I call. Um, that would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Saga, which had number 13 come out this week, uh, Lock and Key, and um, those are the main three that I read. I mean, I have a couple of others that I pick up here and there, like Liberator is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, why can't I think of it? Um there was one that was coming out for a while. I think it's done now. It's called Dia de los Muertos. That was actually pretty good. Uh, more indie stuff. Um, but I can't say that I ever put Marvel or DC on essential lists. See, two of the books I'm reading right now that are must-have, must-reads for me each week because it's convenient and easy for me to do is Batman Beyond 2.0, which is actually every other week because it's digital and easy for me to get, and then Smallville Season 11. And then if I had to pick my third book I read all the time, which I'm just now starting to get caught up on, would be Fanboys vs. Zombies, just because it's fun. I've been told it's pretty good. It, it's, it's a fun read. It has a lot of callbacks to other properties and stuff I enjoy, so I have a lot of fun with it. Plus, I like the artwork. I don't know. Like, uh, like I'll pick up stuff every now and then out of randomness. Like, I, like, I like Green Arrow. I like what Jeff Lemire... Lemire. I say his name wrong, has done with it. Um, so I'll pick it up, but I don't consider it essential. Yeah. You know? Um, I like Superior Spider-Man, but if I have to choose between Saga or Superior Spider-Man, I'm going to pick Saga. Fair so. enough. I need to read Saga. I bought the Volume 1 you paperback. so and I need to read, read Saga. I've got a stack of stuff sitting upstairs I need to read right now, and I'm just like, ugh. It's you will so blow through Saga. So motivate myself to do it. You will blow through Saga so quickly, and then you're going to be pissed off that you don't have more. Yeah, Volume 2 is out now. Yes, Volume 2 is out, and 13 came out this week, which means I have to wait another month before I get 14. That's going to be one of those ones I'll probably just read in trades, I'm guessing. Um, I think I, I've heard a lot of people who I have convinced to read the trades because it's easier than picking up individual issues at this point. Um, start picking up individual issues because they couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. So I may go either way. Um, two ends on a cliffhanger. So Yeah, that's what I figured. That's how way all these things are working anymore. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Everyone um, publishes with the graphic, not with the trade in mind anymore, it seems like. You don't get those nice one or two issue self-contained arcs because they don't fit in a trade very well. Well, Lockheed does. Um, Lockheed, I I have um, all the trades and not all of the individual issues. I have a lot of the individual issues, um, especially of the current series Omega that's going on and then Alpha starts soon, which Mm -hmm. is the final two issues. And then they have, um, in between, they have uh, 
annuals, which I have all of those. But the annuals aren't in the trades. Okay. But they don't they they don't hold true to the story. They're just like little side stories that really don't make sense. It might be worth checking out. I highly, highly recommend it. I'm reading actually Joe Hill's novel that just came out called Nosferatu. Um, I heard that's good. Oh my god, I'm 150 pages in, and I wish I was more. Uh, I read <laughs> the ruins sign. this week too. The ruins was really good. It's what I do while I'm sitting outside with a puppy who won't go to the bathroom. That seems bad. Well, he just <laughs> he would rather go to the bathroom in the house. That's also bad. Yeah, he's a puppy. This is what happens. That's true. That's true. Now, that, I think that's going to wrap our news of the week. We've talked a lot of comic stuff. This one is a news story that was given to me in the chat room by Steven. It's really interesting. And a little bit of background first is I guess that uh, yesterday there was a Google outage at approximately 4.37 p.m. Pacific time. They were down until 4.48, all Google apps. And according to this article on the register, it said it apparently blacked out every service Mountain View had to offer, like Google Search, Gmail, YouTube, Google Drive, and everything. Now, you might think that's no big deal. They're only down for, what, 11 minutes? Well, there's this really cool chart that the register got, I'm going to put on screen, that shows you that during the Google outage, there was a 40% drop in web traffic across Holy the entire shit. Internet. Not just in the U.S., everywhere, a 40% drop for 11 minutes when Google wasn't available. Holy shit. All I'm going to say is, holy shit, Google expands much further out than everyone had ever really thought. But look at the spike right after. That's crazy. Yeah. That's when everyone's Gmail started pushing them all their mail they missed in 11 minutes. In guys, guys, Google's down. Google's down. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? That is incredible to me. 40% drop for 11 minutes. I wouldn't, oh, God. That would be, if, yeah. I, oh. <laughs> there was some, uh, they had some comments from the tech veterans they have at their annex in San Francisco. They were asked what to do during the outage. One guy said, well, maybe I'll try using Bing. <laughs> Another said, can we just go home then? <laughs> That's awesome. Come on, you don't want to Bing it? Ugh. Steven in the chat room says, take that, Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and it was Steven that provided me that news story. I went, holy shit, when I just saw the graph, so I figured it was worth sharing because, holy shit, we don't talk a lot of tech on here, but that's just cool. Damn. That's crazy. This is uh, this is a totally an Adahe comment, too. He, like, he, this is totally something Adahe would... <laughs> Steve in the chat room says, in other news, Bing was down this morning and traffic increased 300%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Bing hater. I, I actually used Bing for a little while just because Microsoft did this whole rewards thing. If you used Bing, you could get Xbox points. Oh, yeah, that's so true. They did that. I had temporarily swapped over to using Bing for a while, but it was aggravating because you like what you're used to. Yeah. That's part well, of the reason why I've stuck with Chrome for so long since I made the Switch. I have Chrome. I used Firefox forever back when it was like Firebird, and then when Chrome came out, I made the switch and haven't looked back. I really like Chrome, not going to lie. Yeah, and Google likes knowing everything you look at, too. That's, That's also true. Hey, my porn preferences are my porn preferences. Get out of there. It's Robot Google. porn? No, creeper. <laughs> I like my sex real, thank you. You're the one who just advocated robot hookers, aren't you? No, that was you. Oh, whatever. Maybe it was me. I don't remember. That was only like 30 minutes ago, and I can't remember now. This is bad. Bad, oh, bad, God. bad. This is also known as our sleepy show. This is what happens when you've just got us, so you get Chris and Naki in the morning. Morning. That's the name of the show today. <laughs> <laughs> I want my mug wine. We'll go get you some mug wine, and we'll restart. No. I have a mug, but it's really gross. I really do. You. <laughs> on that note, on the you, you <laughs> uh, I'm just skipping around randomly in our show notes. We're just going to burn through news to finish the show. We're probably going to wrap up in about 20 minutes, roughly, for those that are watching live or listening later. Uh, next interesting one: Brian Cranston is rumored to be the front runner to play Lex Luthor. Yes, please. I think we talked yes, about please. this a little bit last week. And, I can't uh, remember if we did. All I know is yes, please. 
I'd be okay with it. I think they might run into the whole um, characterization that he'll be stuck as Walter White forever, which I still need to watch Breaking Bad. I do too, but, but you got to think, the next Superman movie is about two years out, so that's enough time for... But it's going to be Superman-Batman. Yeah. So who else is going to be in there? Uh, not Zod. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I hope they don't try and shoehorn in a Batman villain also and do some you know crazy team-up thing. Now, you that know being they're said, going to. The Batman-Superman animated movie that started the co-shared animated series in the 90s was awesome when they had Lex Luthor and the Joker team-up. But I don't want Lex Luthor and the Joker to team-up in a live-action movie. Okay, okay, wait. If they were going to do Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor, who would you want to come in as uh, the Joker? I don't even know at this point. I don't even know who I would consider because I haven't really thought about it because I didn't figure DC was going to touch the Joker for a still a little while longer since Heath Ledger, that's what he's known for, and he died right after doing it. Right. Well, I mean, it's I mean, not like they've announced Christian Bale being Batman. So, this, I mean, they well, could totally... There's another rumor they supposedly threw, uh, offered him $50 million to come back. Here's a wheelbarrow full of money. Will you please come back? Yeah. Basically. I mean, I'm trying to think of who a new fan- good Joker would be. Here's here's my thing. Um, I would totally put Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Not because I have a humongous crush on him, whatever. Uh, a lot of the same facial features as Heath Ledger. And yeah. has acted beside him and actually can pull off a really cool uh, Heath Ledger impression. He's done it in interviews um, before the passing. And, uh, like, I could totally see him rocking as the Joker now. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Paul Bettany, who was, uh, he's the voice of Jarvis in the Iron Man movies, but he was, uh, if you've ever seen A Beautiful Mind, he was in there as the imaginary friend, things like that. I think Paul Bettany could do a really interesting one. That could be interesting. And now an interesting name I see on there, which won't happen, would be Crispin Glover, who was the Scarecrow in the um, Nolan movies. But that would be an interesting take, I think. Who is the guy who plays uh, the dad in Back to the Future and Willard and... What's oh, um, I know who you mean. I can't think of his name. Dude, that guy is creepy as fuck. Yeah. He could do a Joker. See, I'm, lo- I'm just looking through this comment thread on some people who have done that. One person is suggesting Adrian Brody... I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's course, gotten he, he's done some good movies, and then he's done some really bad movies. Yeah, and then everyone's saying Johnny Depp, because that was the trendy thing to say, and no, I don't no. want Johnny Depp. Ooh, this could be an interesting one. I don't think it would happen, but Daniel Day-Lewis, because he just inherit, uh, inhabits the body of all the characters he portrays. He really, he's a fantastic actor. I think I'd be okay with that. That could be cool. I mean, it's all really a moot point, because... I don't know. I don't see them doing the Joker for a while yet, and certainly not in the crossover movie. Steven says Aaron Paul. I don't know who Aaron... the break. He's oh, the... the partner. Okay, and he said the dad's name is Crispin Glover from Back to the Future. I think that was Isn't the actor's that who you said? I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah, Glover is who I think... I was thinking Cillian Murphy. That's why I got confused. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's right. I just misspoke completely. But speaking of backing the money truck up, there's also another rumor going around that Fox has made an offer to Hugh Jackman to do the next four X-Men slash Wolverine movies. They'll pay him $100 million. So basically 25 mil a movie. The question I mean, is, does he want to do it? He's 45 he, now. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. He is, but the problem is, he's even talked about this in interviews, is the toll it takes to get back in shape to play Wolverine. Well, they could do the Old Man Logan. I think they're sort of hinting at that in the Days of Future Past trailer, to be honest. I still haven't seen Wolverine, so I don't know what the cookie is at the end. But, I mean, Old Man Logan is a fucking badass story. I'm not a Wolverine fan. The cookie sets up uh, Days of Future Past. Okay. Yeah, it, it's really good. There's a lot of I didn't like the third act of the movie that much because I thought it went off the rails. But the uh, the teaser at the end, I was like, oh, I'm back in. I can't wait for Days of Future Past now. I mean, I, I'm excited for Days of Future Past regardless of what they put in Wolverine. But are you going to see the Wolverine? I haven't decided yet. Oh, it's such a good teaser. 
I have, so okay, so here's the thing. I have, for two different movie theaters, I have eight passes to use up this month. So I have 16 passes to use up this month. And I totally go. I just have not gotten the motivation or the time to be like, I'm totally going to go see The Wolverine right now. This will be a great plan. I really enjoyed the first two acts of The Wolverine, and then near the end, it's basically Logan fights everyone, and you're like, okay, this isn't as much fun. Because they actually told a really compelling story at the beginning. I mean, it's not not much of a spoiler. They hint at it in the trailer. He actually loses his healing factor for part of the movie, and they actually do it in a very interesting way. I mean, you see, you know how they did it, if you're smart, but they make it very interesting that Logan has no healing factor. Maybe I'm not smart. Well, there's one flaw when they take away his healing factor. Like, his wounds aren't closing and stuff, but he keeps popping his claws all the time, and there's no blood dripping out of his hands, and those wounds seal up just like that. But I'm a nitpicker. nitpicker. I know it. Nitpicker. The Wolverine was better than I thought it would be. It was much better than X-Men Origins. So they did Everything's better than X-Men Origins. No, no. Elektra is not better than X-Men Origins. Mm, I never saw it. Don't do it. Do not. It is terrible. Maybe that'll be of drinking and being on the internet is when I watch Electra. No, don't do it. Mike in the chat room says, I hope not. I want to see Wolverine in an Avengers movie. And I'm not sure what the hope not part is because I wasn't paying attention when that comment popped up. But you're never going to see Wolverine in an Avengers movie until Fox and Marvel make a deal of some kind. And I just don't see it happening. Yeah, no. Fox is making way too much money. Off of the X-Men. So I want to see where Scarlet Witch is going to end up, because she's both. She can be in both. Well, there's a deal with her and Quicksilver. They can be in both, because they're considered both Avengers and Mutants. It's just, I think Kevin Feige said that when they're in the Marvel movies, they can't be referred to as mutants, basically, and they can't make reference to their parent, to their father. But they can have all the same powers and stuff. Where's Daredevil lie now? Is he still with Fox? Daredevil's rights reverted back to Marvel, I believe. Because I would love to see an actual good Daredevil movie. I don't think... If you ever saw the director's cut of the first Daredevil movie, it's much better than what they put out theatrically. I don't think it was... I honestly didn't think it was that bad of a movie. Me neither. Um, I think I think Ben Affleck worked well with what was given to him, but what he was given wasn't really well done. It was an alright movie. I know, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever, but I think he gets unfairly bagged upon more often than not. It was fun, and Michael Clark Duncan was badass as the kingpin. He was. Yeah, he owned that. Um, he it, the thing that happened with that though is that you had Jennifer Gardner as Electra, which I always pictured Electra to be much more. I don't know, not white. That's because it was the big um, name at the time. Because Alias was huge in two thousand three. True. That's why it happened. But I think it would to see an actual Daredevil movie that is good, like really well done, not 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 the Ben Affleck stuff, and uh, maybe based off of the Mark Wade one that's going on, this comic line that's going on right now. Yeah, I heard that's uh, pretty good. I haven't read much of it to be honest. It, it's good. It, I highly recommend it. Um, the thing about Daredevil is that it's a lot of psychological stuff, and they don't they never put that in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what was missing. Outside of, you know, not using Jennifer Garner. Um, and then where I had, oh, uh, where where does Deadpool lie? Does Deadpool lie with Fox? Or he's with Fox? Mm-hmm. So if Kick-Ass 2 does well this weekend, that would make a rated R superhero movie. What do you think that the point, the the chances will be that we'll get a Deadpool movie then? We're never going to get it. Because they won't be able to do it the right way, and I think they're too scared to do what would be a right Deadpool movie. Do you, I think I think we have a better chance of getting a Deadpool animated movie one day than we ever do getting a live action one. True. I mean, you basically you have that Deadpool? with the video game, Ryan Reynolds. If you're doing a, or if you're doing an animated movie, Nolan North, who did the voice of Deadpool in the video game. Because um, if, if you haven't played the Deadpool video game, it is hilarious, and I Nolan North owns that role. I just beat it last night. 
because I was bored, and it's a simple button masher near the end, because once you level up your hammers all the way, you just start squishing people. And yes, you get to carry around two sledgehammers and use them as swords. It's pretty badass. Um, my thought is, if they do a Deadpool movie and they cast Ryan Reynolds, they can't let Deadpool out of his mask, or if they do, they're going to horribly disfigure Ryan Reynolds. Or at least that's how they should do it. Yeah, I mean, will let him take. Sorry, the other thing is, will they ever let him take the mask off? Well, you know they're going to. To show the pizza face. Mm-hmm. And will they? Will Ryan Reynolds allow himself to be disfigured? Oh, I'm sure he will. It's a movie role. That's true. Uh, Steven brings up a good point, taking us back to the whole Wolverine and potentially being in the Avengers thing. He, he has two quotes in there. He goes, let's not get a successful franchise to give a nod to our franchise. It would be, excuse me, it would be bad to get some leakage over to the other franchise. Or to our franchise. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, that it makes sense to do a crossover because both are successful, but the studios don't want to do that because then they have to share money. Sharing money is lame. It's all about the big hits in Hollywood anymore. Because when you lose, it hurts a lot. That, and the fact that the Avengers did so big two years ago means that Disney put out shit like the Lone Ranger. It doesn't really hurt them. Plus Ugh. they have Disney money. <laughs> Disney, money. Disney money. I wish I had. You know, if I had a percent of Disney money, I would be in such better shape than I am right now. Yeah, me too. Speaking of Disney money, you hear the rumor, well not the rumor, it's pretty much been confirmed, that ABC and Lucasfilm are in talks to do a live-action Star Wars TV series. Really? Now, there's no timeline put on anything. They were talking to the president of the ABC Entertainment Group, Paul Lee. He said, we've started conversations with them about it. And then at one point he goes, look, you got to realize these guys are really busy. <laughs> well, the, the interesting about that is uh, I had done an interview with Sam Witwer uh, a couple years ago, a mm. year ago. And uh, that he would totally do the live-action TV series that they had been talking about then um, as the Star Killer. And the Star Killer story hasn't been resolved after Force Unleashed too. I don't see them making a TV show out of it. Maybe they'll do a movie or something to wrap it up one day if we're lucky, like animated or something. Have Pixar do it. Yeah, that'd be sweet. But did did you see? Speaking of Star Wars, that uh, they are now a crossover with Phineas and Ferb. I'm not shocked. I'm actually kind of excited. I really like the uh, the Avengers one that they just did. So, uh, I but I I really enjoy Phineas and Ferb. If you do not watch Phineas and Ferb, you're missing out because it's it's good fun, and it has a lot of adult humor that's like right over your head. Speaking of adult humor, went to Six Flags this week, and holy shit, adult humor all over the place. Never picked up on it. Well, did you see? I, I think it was a Futurama two weeks ago. They had a crossover with Adventure Time. Did they? Yeah. I did not know that. They, but I thought, the Adventure well, Time drama is done now, isn't it? I know, but they're still showing new episodes. Oh, okay. They get to burn off what they have left. But going That's back true. to the whole Star Wars story, if you're Disney or ABC, could you imagine the power programming block you could have on Tuesday night if you paired Agents of Shield with the Star Wars TV show? Holy shit! I would not. <laughs> I mean, I I I wouldn't ever miss. Tuesday that's, nights. How, that's how you knock NCIS off its throne. You put it opposite a Star Wars TV show. There you go. It doesn't Dude, matter how uh, good it is or not. The internet fanboys will watch it just to rip on it if all else true. fails. Did you uh do you watch NCIS? I do. What do you Okay, so with the character Lena? Lita? Ziva. Ziva. With her leaving, how much is that gonna affect the show? Uh, she's going to be in the first two episodes is what I've heard, and then they're writing her out and bringing in someone new. Are they going to kill her like they did the first chick? They haven't said whether they're going to kill her or not. I would hope not, but I don't know. Ziva's had a pretty shitty life, so that might be the best way to get rid of her. I, I, I don't think they will because they want to keep the door open for her to come back at some point. See, I've only I've watched a handful of episodes because my sister watches it, and so I'll like catch it when she when she's watching it. but. Mm -hmm. That's about they, it. They made a point of saying it's more because she wanted to leave. It wasn't because they didn't offer the money that she wanted. Because like we backed the money truck up, basically. Yeah. She wanted to move on to other things. Which is much like how they got rid of the last girl in NCIS. Is that she decided she wanted to go on to other things. So, we'll see Isn't what that, happens. But I didn't mean, she die? They killed off the character, too, when she decided that. But 
the thing is, this is on what season ten or eleven now. You're gonna lose people. The fact they've only lost two people over an eleven run season, that's like yeah. in mash territory of keeping characters around. Well, I mean, look at uh, CSI. They don't have anybody left. I don't think they have one character, maybe. See, I, never, I never got into the CSI craze, so. My mom again. More people in the house that I. Um, they she watches all of them, or she watches just CSI the original, and uh, she stopped. What Grissom, the older guy, left. Yeah, I remember the name of the guy. And uh, she's like, "Yeah, it, it just has not been the same since he left." What's well, what's gonna happen when you lose some of the big, some of your main characters? I mean, just go look back and look at Mash. If you lost Alan Alda, how would you survive that? Yeah, yeah. that's true. If you go to NCIS, if you lost Mark Harmon, how do you survive that? You don't. That's basically what Grissom yeah. was, was what everyone tells me, is the focal point of the show for many years. Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, this is just going off of what I've seen, too. But, like, you we lost you lost Grissom, and then you lost War or Warg was first, and then there was uh, Grissom and the chick that he married. I don't remember. I don't remember. I think that girl was on West Wing at one point as a Secret Service agent. Oh, Steven says the other two CSIs are canceled. See, I did not know. I'm not surprised. I mean, that bubble started to burst a while ago. Oh, come on. You didn't like the redhead dude with the sunglasses? Sounds like you need to get a new show. <laughs> I can't do it right now. <laughs> Stupid cat. Anyway. Go yeah, ahead. Law and Order. I was going to say, my mom now watches Law & Order Special Victims Unit. And basically, uh episode, somebody gets raped, somebody cries, and I want to kill myself. Doesn't it have Jeff Goldblum in it? Or did it have Jeff Goldblum? I can't remember. I don't think so. James Spader has a new series coming out this fall that I'm kind of curious to watch. And he basically plays the role of Hannibal Lecter. And it's basically a ripoff of Hannibal Lecter, where he's a serial killer criminal that starts consulting. Isn't that Dexter more than Hannibal? Well, no, he's arrested and works for the cops then. And there's only one girl he'll talk to. It very much strikes me more as a Hannibal Lecter, Signs of the Lambs type thing. Oh, well, they already have a Hannibal show going on. It's called Hannibal. It's ABC's competing with it with that, I imagine. And James Spader can do creepy. A lot of people can do creepy. Yeah, that's true. But looking at the time, we were going to wrap a little early. So we're going to wrap up here in about five minutes. But in our typical, typical, typical fashion... God, I can't... <laughs> close the show with our bit of what I'm into. It's that special time where we tell you what we're doing this week. For those that aren't familiar, this is our chance to basically share with you what we're gaming, reading, doing, and share that and maybe convince you that you should check out one of those things, and pretty much it's just a share, because sharing is caring. That's what they taught me in the kindergarten. Really, it is. So, Naki... It is. It's all about the sharing. What have you been into? What are you getting into? Um, okay, so this week I read The Ruins, and I'm currently reading Nosferatu. Uh, Saga this week, so uh, obviously I read it in my car while waiting to go to work. Um, what else am I into this week? Uh, basically working a whole lot and uh, going to school and uh, training my puppy, so... Uh, yeah, being an adult, it totally rules. Oh, and I went to Six Flags, and they showed some old-school Looney Tunes cartoons, and uh, one of them was a Speedy Gonzales one, and it has some crazy political overtones that I never caught when I was a kid, and it was hysterical, <laughs> especially when they kept calling Sylvester the gringo cat. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I was so amused. <laughs> Did not catch that when I was five. There's a lot. That's the fun of watching some of these cartoons again. And even like Batman the Animated Series and stuff like that, you start to catch things you didn't catch before. Not necessarily like racial overtones in there, but interesting stuff. Let's see. Uh, if, as for myself, I beat Deadpool the video game after having not picked it up for about two months just because I'd gotten distracted by other stuff. It is hilarious at the end still. It, basically, it's an okay game that is hilarious. So it makes it good in my book to play. Let's see what else we can get into. I read Batman 2.0, issue number two yesterday. I like how they're continuing to move forward on that. They're bringing Dick Grayson in more, which is fun because Nightwing's one of my favorite characters. So kudos to them. 
And I will no, actually... Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to ask if you're reading Batman Beyond Unlimited. That's basically what... Batman Beyond Unlimited became Batman Beyond 2.0 when they okay. relaunched it with a, okay. with a new writer and new uh, art team. Okay. That's what I was... Uh, Batman Beyond 2.0 takes place one year after Batman Beyond Unlimited's story. Gotcha. Okay. So it's, it's an interesting continuation. I'm really enjoying it. There's a lot of stuff that we don't know how it all happened. Like, for instance, Terry no longer works for Bruce. He works for Dick Grayson. And none of that's been resolved. And they, there's some ominous things where at one point Dick Grayson says to him, man, you really need to talk about what happened to you last year to move on past that. Stop submerging yourself in the role of Batman. You've got things to do other than that. And he's like, I, I don't want to. So there's a lot of stuff that happened, and I'm assuming it'll be revealed over the next few story arcs because I'm very curious. Very curious. Let's see. What else? I watched uh, the UFC fights on Fox Sports 1 last night. That was fun. Hate you. Chael so, Sonnen basically ran a promo that was like a professional wrestler at the end, and it was hilarious. Basically, my job has cut me out of watching UFC fights, and I'm super jealous. There were some good fights last night. I'll be honest. I didn't get to watch all of them. I DVR'd it and watched a couple after that, but also fun. And then, let's see, the other thing I've been getting into is I have a new column over on Gunna Geek in addition to the random stuff I write about that comes out every Saturday. It is called Confessions of a YouTube Addict. Because since I got my Chromecast, I've noticed I watch a lot of junk on YouTube. So it's my way to share what has interested me that week, be it something funny, something educational, something interesting, or something just weird. And this week, for my confessions of a YouTube addict, it was a YouTube video called Therested Development, which is a hybrid of Thor and Arrested Development. And it is hilarious. It is only a minute and a half of your time to go watch. So go watch that video, and you'll have a lot of laughs. Especially if you like Arrested Development. <laughs> Speaking of columns on Gunna Geek, you can catch mine on Fridays called Quips from a Clerk, where I talk about comics, much like how I do here. And this week, about essential Batman stories. So if you are interested in reading Batman, but you don't know where to begin, I gave you a couple of uh, ideas there. Also ideas if you haven't read Batman stories in general. There you go. Let's see. What else? Uh, I did forget, last week we were going to plug something for our friends over at the Chemical X show. They're doing, they're participating in the Extra Life fundraiser. So if you want to be on their Extra Life team to play video games for basically 25 hours, go sign up on the Chemical X page. I think it's what, chemicalxshow.com? I can't remember. I think so. They're, uh, I think so. They are, two, two of our former guest hosts are hosts on there, uh, uh, Tony, who was on a couple weeks ago, and Trin, who we have to reschedule to come back on eventually. Um, but Trin was on during our first year. Uh, she yep. was on a couple times. She last was on on episode 7, I think. Yeah, we got to get her back on. But it's been a while. If you're interested in participating, they are putting together an Extra Life team, and they're looking for people to participate. They've been talking about it on their podcast. So if that's your cup of tea, go join them. Do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it. I want so, bacon. I do, too. On that note, I think we're off to get bacon. So, Naki, do you have I any closing thoughts before I do my ramble? Closing? I don't want to... I don't want, actually, dick butts. I just want bacon. Um, but, uh... Yeah, let's, uh... Let's, let's wrap this. I'm good. Okay. Well, you guys have a fun show next week, because I will not be here, and it will be glorious, because I needed a break. <laughs> I'm tired of all you jokers. I mean, what? <laughs> No. No, I'm actually. I was already gone. I will be at the West Virginia Pop Culture Con all next weekend. I'll be doing a panel, I think, on Saturday. It's either at one or three. I can't remember on Podcastic 101. So if you're in the local listening area, come on up to Morgantown, West Virginia, and come to the West Virginia Pop Culture Con. It'll be a lot of fun. And now it's time for my long rambling intro. So thanks everyone for listening to All Things Good Nerdy this week. We are always looking for guest hosts. So if you want a guest on the show, hit us up on Twitter or on Facebook or hit up Naki, and she'll get you scheduled on the show. Any questions, comments, feedback, hit us up on the social media, or call the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. Any calls we get on there, we'll put on the show, unless you guys tell us in there, don't put me on the show, and then I'll read a transcript on the show. Not the one that Google Voice provides, because it's friggin' terrible. Just absolutely. Or hilarious. It makes no sense, and it makes my brain hurt. Don't forget... We'll be back every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central, with an all-new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy at live.atgnpodcast.com. That wraps us up for the week. Join us next week as Naki takes over the show. Yep. Scary. High expectations, huh? 
Oh, terrifying. I don't, I don't set the bar very high. You should be fine, Naki. I'm gonna, basically, the editing job the is going to be like intro, outro. Yeah, the bar is only like here, so you're good. Yeah, the edit is going to be intro, outro, and that's about it. So, you know. You got to put the bumps in. You guys are put no bumps. News bump and the what I'm into bump. Maybe I'll put a tape recorder right by my mic and just play it that way. That's not going to be very good audio quality. <laughs> well, guys, so it's not my fault if episode 71 sounds like shit. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we are out of here. Everyone, you guys have a good week. We'll see you next week. Well, some of us will. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find All Things Good and Nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek Network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com.